Welcome to Divorce Etc. hosted by us, the ex-experts. We're here to give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Plus, we're asking a lot of the questions that you may not even think of or know to ask, but we know because we've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. Welcome, Susan Guthrie, to our podcast today. Um, I'm TH, and Jessica unfortunately can't be on this podcast today, so she's sad to miss this. Um, But I would like to introduce everybody to Susan Guthrie. Hi, everyone. It's nice to meet you. Susan is an attorney and mediator and the host of Divorce and Beyond podcast. And with ex-experts, some of you might know that we have our industry professionals, which Susan wears the hat of being an attorney and mediator. But we also have our real-life experts like Jessica and myself. And Susan is also a real-life expert in terms of experiencing divorce in her own life. And so our podcast today is kind of understanding, listening to her story, which is really an awesome, um, I was going to say she's an awesome role model, which is true, but it's also a story to learn and listen to because it's, it is and can get better in your life if you go through the process and, and, and learn and, and all that good stuff. So we're going to talk about all of that today and also how she started this podcast and, and why it's so important to her. So that's my whole big intro. Um, so Susan, tell us about you. Yeah, thank you so much. And I really appreciate you having me on. You know, it's been um, it's been a long journey from 30 years ago when I, I first got out and um, became a divorce litigator to now when I spend, I think, every minute of every day talking about how divorce is not the worst thing that'll ever happen to you. But uh, I really, you know, it was the many changes in my own life and my own journey through life that has changed my professional journey. Um, and that's what I like to share with people so that they know that it can be done in a different way, that divorce can be a process that will move you forward in that better way and, and give you an opportunity to have the life that you that you want rather than the one that you may find yourself in. Um, so I, I take every opportunity I can to try and help people um, find a better path. And, you know, for me, those are the non-adversarial approaches to divorce, things like mediation or collaborative law. And then not everybody will have heard the other podcast we did. So when you went through your divorce, um, did you have children? Did you litigate? What, what was it like for you? Yeah, you know, it was the situation where I had been a divorce attorney for about 12 years at the time that I got divorced, and I was a really traditional divorce litigator. It's all I knew. And then I went through the process and, you know, was at least smart enough to hire an attorney to represent me, but fell into every you know, trap or whatever you want to call it that my clients fall into. I I was very emotional. I wanted, you know, my pound of flesh. I argued a lot. I didn't listen to my attorney because I was an attorney. Why did I need help? And, you know, it, it really changed how I looked at the process. It really changed for me, um, because it made what was already a difficult relationship that much more difficult and that much harder. Um, But it really wasn't until I met my current husband who had just gone through a more difficult divorce and had children. I did not have children. Um, He had three young five-year-old triplets. And when 
Yeah. When you see the effect of divorce on those little young people, that's when I really started to shift to realize that the process that we put people through to get divorced is the biggest part of the problem for families. So it was probably hard for you to wear different hats though, because, well, first let's just talk about the fact that, and I'm not sure how many people really consider it, but we have interviewed other uh, real life experts um, who have gone through divorce without kids. And I think that the the knee-jerk reaction is, oh, so much easier, so much easier. And her perspective is, it's really hard in a different way. And so what do you, what do you think about that? You know, I do now having, I still, you know, I have my, my stepchildren. I don't have children of my own. So I've not been through the process myself with children. I would say from the perspective of when you are dealing with the financial aspects of divorce, people need to still realize there is a great deal of fear around money for people and nothing is going to trigger people more than the fear of not being able to provide for themselves going forward, not being able to make up for lost time in their past. Mm -hmm. You know, we Mm -hmm. have a lot of people who have given up career opportunities or things like that, but the blessing to a certain degree of getting divorced without children is that when the divorce is finalized, your interaction with your ex is optional, right? right? I mean, I, I speak to my ex-husband periodically, like he'll pop up in my text messages when there's a football game with my, he, he adopted my college team or something, but the amount of interaction we have to have is extremely limited and totally optional. Whereas right. if you have children together, it matters even more how you conduct yourselves through the divorce because you know, you're going to have a relationship after the divorce. Right. Right. That's, it's really true. And what kind of a relationship are you going to have? Like you just came off a roller coaster of emotional and financial exhaustion. And now I still got to deal with her or him. Like, I don't even like him or her. I don't even respect him or her. And now I have to be nice. So my kids don't hear me speaking badly. And, you know, I don't want to look like, you know, the disgruntled ex, So, um, but I, I really want to learn more about your journey. So you divorced your first husband. And then I know for me, it it was a big hallelujah moment. I I was really, really unhappy in my marriage for many years. And then the divorce on top of it, that's like eight years of my life. But the four years during divorce, even though it was difficult because of the process, it was, I was starting to grow from minute one. And that was everything to me. And so, you know, did you have a period of time between, you know, your first divorce and when you met your husband now that you kind of felt like, well, I'm an attorney and I've divorced my husband. And and what about me? Like, what about just me, Susan, without all these other hats on? Like, did you take time to do that for yourself? I'm assuming you did because look at you now, but. You have to tell everybody that you did. I No, I absolutely did. Because as I said earlier, I fell into every 
trap and every, what I would tell you not to do now going through divorce, I did it. So my, my voice is truly one of experience, not just from the divorce attorney side, but from the participant in a divorce who wasted time, energy, and uh, just, you know, years of my life being caught up in that this is somebody else's fault that this happened to me, that this marriage didn't work, that I had to get divorced, um, that I find myself restarting my career a few years down the road. Um, And really for me, unlike for you, it took me a little while to really realize I didn't much like myself, the person that I was, um, as I came out of that relationship. And did you have like an aha moment that, that was like, okay, I understand now I need to go right of center. Like, was there one thing that happened? You know, I, I think it was more accumulation where I, 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 I thought like many people that as soon as the divorce was done, life would get better. I'd be happy. Everything would move forward. And instead I found myself like in this, I had a beautiful new home, but I didn't, you know, really feel it was mine. And there were just all these, these different things, but I wasn't particularly, I didn't like my career. I didn't like my life. I didn't like where I was. And, and it all boiled down to when I finally was able to open the door to looking at myself and going, Oh, you know what? I don't really like the person that I'm being in this world. Mm -hmm. Um, this bitter, angry, resentful person. And that's the, that was the aha moment where I Mm -hmm. realized I was still sort of doing that look for completion outside myself. Right. And it it was in that moment, I finally realized you have to sort of look inward. And that started about a three year period until I, you know, when I finally did meet my current husband, I was completely ready to meet someone like that. So Um, when you got divorced, because I'm curious to hear your answer. Were you thinking I'm never getting married again? Or were you thinking I definitely want to get married again? Or you were not even think that never even crossed your mind? You know, I had always been a serial monogamist. So I just assumed I would find somebody else. I didn't know if I would get married. I wasn't really even thinking in that context, but I just assumed I would meet somebody. And and I didn't you know, and that was part of that process. I didn't meet somebody who, you know, interested me, who I felt like I wanted to spend time with. And that was an unusual, I think that three years where I didn't have a significant other between my ending my marriage and meeting my current husband. That's like the longest, I think, since I was about 16 and had my first boyfriend that I had gone without a significant other. Um, and that's, you know, that's where the, the real shift in human, in just my internal makeup started. Yeah. Um, and, and, and thank God, you know, thank, right. or, that was the biggest gift. Or mistakes could be repeated. I mean, they say that what, 64% of second marriages and in divorce, because they may not be taking that three-year time period or the years I took to really, like, there, there were two in that party. You know, there were two, it took two. And so you may not have been the one who cheated. You may not have been the one who was rude. You may, whatever, but you and I, I'll speak for myself. I enabled bad behavior. I permitted it. I didn't do it, 
I was a lady, I was a good mom, I was a career woman, but I, I allowed someone to treat me in a way that I would, if they were a friend, they would be, have been gone long ago. So, yeah. you know, taking responsibility, it's a really hard and humbling process, but you are so much better for it. So now tell us, tell us about your life now, not as an attorney right now, but just Susan. Yeah, well, I mean, now I've been, um, well, I've been with my current husband for, we've been known each other for about 20 years. We've been married for 12, and I'm now the stepmom of those once five-year-old triplets. They're now 23 years old. Wow. And yeah, and it's been, it's been an amazing journey. And I always say now and today that if it hadn't been for those three years where I did put in the time one, to be alone, it was really hard for me to do that, to like turn off the dating switch and, and do that and just spend time, you know, sort of being me and getting to know me and reconnecting with values. But I don't think that if I, that if I had met my current husband without having done that work, I would have recognized the truly stellar qualities that he has um, that are why we're now, we've been together for 20 years and, and it may know, not have worked for him. If you hadn't done that work either, I feel like both people need to have done that work. I just moved in with my boyfriend. I haven't lived with anyone in 16 years. I've been running the show of my life all these years. And now I'm sharing an office and I'm in his home and like trying to like, you know, be in here, but not like be in everybody's space. And, <laughs> and it's definitely an adjustment, but it's because we were both in a really good place at the, at the same time, because I probably would have missed him to be honest yep. with you. And he would have wanted nothing to do with me or vice versa. So I, I believe in that hundred percent. And now, so tell us about this podcast that you've created. It's like, it's an online community empire. I feel like um, so many of your experts, just there's so many different perspectives and personalities, but you bring out the core of what they have to offer people, regardless of your situation. So we know divorce is so unique, except there are many common threads between all of us, especially in the way it makes us feel and the things we should and should not do. So the details are gonna be different, but I think that there is enough connecting us. So tell us about this, this podcast that you've created and, and why you felt it was necessary. Yeah, I, and the podcast is just such a passion project for me. It really, I had started actually my first podcast with a partner, um, and we were both divorce attorneys. And so this is about three years ago. And it was very law-centered. It was very, you know, what the what's the law? What do you need to know? And and you know, that just it it did quite well, but it wasn't feeding me, it wasn't making me feel like I was adding something positive to the world. And so when I decided to leave that and start my own podcast, I sat down and said, what do I really want? people to know about divorce? What is the message I want to put out there for them? And it, it went back to that central divorce is just this finite period in your life. And you have this whole future that you, you don't want to lose sight of. And so that's why I named it divorce 
and beyond. And, and I really focus more on the beyond mm-hmm. because, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, your divorce was four years of time. That is a significant chunk of time in yeah. your life. Um, but you've clearly moved beyond it and are living a life beyond it. And that, that those four years do not define you. No, Um, I don't even know who that was. Right. The last four years of my marriage, I don't even recognize her. I look at pictures and I just, it's sad. It's sad, but it was a process and I can't change it. And I probably wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't gone through some of that anyway. I don't know if I needed all of it, but some of <laughs> well, it. <laughs> yeah. And, and what's sad is that I meet people who are defined by that time still, that they're living in that moment of time in their lives. Even though I met a lady the other day who was telling me the story when you're a divorce attorney, one of the things is people always then tell you what their divorce was like when, when they find out what you do for a living. And she told me the whole story of her divorce and then mentioned it was 26 years ago. But she had just spent a half hour telling me all of the things her ex-husband had done and what a jerk he was and all that. She's still living it. And that to me is the saddest um, you know, thing for someone because divorce doesn't define you. You define your divorce and then you set your life as you go forward. Yeah. Um, And it's so much better after, you know, I I just posted something the other day about, you know, we, people always use the hashtag divorce sucks and it does at times suck. I I will never tell you it doesn't, but in reality, divorce is usually a necessary thing for the people who are going through it. And I rarely talk to someone who says their life is not better off for having ended a relationship that was not working for them. Right. So yeah. although divorce may suck at times, divorce itself does not suck. And, and right. we have to stop thinking of it that way. Yeah, I mean, it, the process is not fun for anybody. And when you have to worry about people other than yourself too, I'm sure there are people who have to worry about family when their families are involved in everything. I mean, my mother was not allowed to come to a single meeting with the lawyers or to go to court ever because she was that toxic pill. Yeah, you would have thrown everything off the rail. And um, it's just, um, it's, it's unfortunate, but it gives you opportunity. You have an opportunity to, like you were saying about rediscovering yourself. I mean, I started hiking, I climbed Kilimanjaro. My mother used to take me hiking and I'm like, "Ah, I don't want to hike. I'm going to go do four aerobic step classes. Okay. So now I've aged myself again, everybody, but I'm going to love step classes, have a sweat. That's a workout, a hike. What's a hike. So I've like discovered this whole thing. Like I hike three times a week now. Um, you know, I just, I, I got to know who I really am inside and, and discover new interests and make new experiences with old friends even like I've crowded my friends who went paddle boarding yesterday on a local lake it's only 20 minutes away I live in New Jersey so <laughs> just you know taking it all in and and the man that I'm with we go skiing together we love the outdoors he does not like hiking up a mountain but he will do it on occasion for me but but I don't need him to go with me either I am perfectly happy going up 
looking and talking to my trees and just, you know, figuring being. just, just being a piece with me. So I think it's really important in a relationship to have that too. You don't, you can't rely on the other person to make you who you are supposed to be, right? You be you, they can be them. And then together you're just so much bigger, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. And, and that's what you, you said it earlier, divorce is that opportunity. It is an opportunity to actually create a new future. And so many people look at that as a scary thing. Like, you know, this with a divorce, this picture they had of their future is gone, but it's also think about how few times in your life you actually have that opportunity to create a future, to decide to move somewhere or switch jobs or live in a different style home right. or just all those or pick up hiking or yeah. do those things. We don't have that many opportunities where we have some freedom right. and divorce represents some freedom, not just for freedom from that relationship, but freedom to make new choices. So what's the one thing you wish you knew when you were going through your divorce? For me, it was to trust my gut because I knew it was talking to me, but I had suppressed all, everything, noise, advice, my own gut for so long that I, I just wasn't hearing any of it. So I would tell people to trust your gut. What's the one thing based on your personal experience that you would like? people to know that you wish you knew? I wish I'd known at the time, and I would like people to know that you are, you are better off taking a step back and doing some work on yourself at the beginning of the process than waiting until when it's over and it's done. And you're talking um, I, about divorce in the process. Yeah, yeah, you know, divorce process. What I did is, you know, white knuckled it through the divorce, dealt with all my emotions by just bottling them up. And then took me three years to unpack everything after the divorce. There are these days so many wonderful resources out there, coaches, um, you know, therapists, um, just teams of people who can help you with dealing with all of the emotional content of the process. Don't wait until you're done and then think, okay, now I start working on myself. Right. It, it start as soon as you possibly can. Start healing as soon as you possibly can. That's great. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today, for sharing your story. Everybody, you know, listen in to her podcast. Um, and follow Susan Guthrie. Also, she will be on our website and all of her links to all of her great resources will be there for you. And we hope to have you back again. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Thank you, TH. Thanks so much for listening to Divorce Etc. with the X-Experts. We really hope this episode was helpful for you in getting information you need and feeling empowered to get through it. And always remember, there are so many of us just like you. Now, please hit the subscribe button so you always get new episodes and please rate and review us. You can also check out our website filled with free resources at xexperts.com. Follow us on social on Instagram and Facebook and send us an email to let us know your thoughts or any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about. See you next time.